Welcome to A Different Perspective. I am Eric Kalinga, and um, we have a, a very important topic to discuss today in this podcast, one of which is parenting. Parenting, we can say parenting in the 21st, 22nd centuries, whatever it is, but I think the, the new way of parenting um, either is uh, alarming, uh, discouraging, and um, and also uh, I know kind of sounding a little bit on the negative side, but the reality is uh, I am hoping by the end of this podcast, we will find that uh, we have drifted away a little bit. Maybe we need to start coming back to at least the middle. So what I mean by that is this, um, the crisis that we are experiencing socially, especially socially, um, they're all tied back to parenting. I've had discussions with psychologists, pastors, uh, law enforcement, just people in different sectors. And we, there's this kind of understanding, the high, the increase in suicide, we trace him back to trauma in the home. The increase in depression traced back to trauma in the home. The increase in um, anxieties of all kinds traced back to trauma in homes. Homes nowadays are not functioning as, we're not saying you, uh, in old times they were perfect, there was still something that were not perfect, but in terms of the social, the disconnect in social interaction and is also causing um, the dysfunction in human behaviors. And home is where we learn everything. In fact, every child, um, when they are born, they learn everything by watching the, the mirroring whatever's happening in front of them. If the dad is a gentle, kind person, more than likely the children will follow suit. The dad is a little bit loud and uh, aggressive, maybe. So you can see like children copy, they only copy what they see. So many of us, if we have to take a moment, which we're going to talk about the different parenting styles and all that. So we want to know where you are at so you can gauge yourself. But first thing first, I want to charge and challenge every parent out there. The reality it is, uh, is now we are struggling in how we are raising our children. And most of us, we're letting, we're letting um, social media and screen time raising our children. So let's rethink again. I want to challenge you, parents, and which, by the way, I'm challenging, I'm challenging myself as well. So parents, you need to be resilient. So don't lose heart. Yes, the, the statistics may show that we, uh, we're going downhill, but there's always going to be one day start going back up, right? So I'm hoping that season will be now where we can start bringing this pendulum and swinging back up just a little bit right now. So I want to encourage you to build that resilience within yourself. Now, parents, you have to make a commitment to take care of, to taking um taking care of yourself because uh, I, I've been flying a lot and back and forth in Africa and for different things that I'm, I, I'm involved in. But I would say that uh, every time without fail, when they are talking, uh, when the hostess are displaying and talking about the safety um, things in the airplane, and guess what? One part of that they said, when in, in case of an event of an emergency, the oxygen mask will drop. Make sure that you secure it on you first before you help anybody else. 
So that concept always stuck with me and I believe to be true. So if I'm dying, I can't help you. So I need to make sure that I can be safe so I can take care of you. So mom, dad, I want to challenge you to make sure you, number one, look at your spiritual parameter or temperature. So you, you have to work on your spirituality. I'm coming from a Christian base. Whatever that is, there has to be something that's higher than you. But for us, those of you guys who are Christians and believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, like me, we need to put God first. Make that a priority for yourself. Forget your children, forget your husband, or whatever the case might be. Put that first. Take care of yourself first. The most important relationship that any mom or dad can have is a relationship with God. And from there, everything else can be, you can feed everything else out of the abundance of your relationship with God. So your spirituality needs to be healthy. Your physical needs to be healthy. Oh, as, a, as an athletic coach, I coach soccer and all that. I want to challenge you. I'm telling you, without, if you don't take care of your health, you're not going to be strong enough to be there for your children, to, be, um, to have the energy to keep up with them. I am trying my very best to still have enough energy to keep up with my kids. They're involved in soccer. So I try to play soccer with them, kick the ball with them to be involved. So that's creating, that's giving me the opportunity to have community with them. So don't neglect your physical health. Your physical health is not just exercising. By the way, 21 minutes a day of a walk can do so much wonder for your health. 21, just a walk every day. Commit to walking 21 minutes. And then maybe you can uh, come back and, and message me and say, hey, uh, I took your advice and, and uh, I noticed something different in my health. This is not even going to the gym. You don't need to spend money um, on that. So we're talking about your, we talked about your spirituality, your, your, your physical being need to be taken care of because you, your body is a temple of God. What you put in is what you're going to get out. So what you eat is important. So make sure that your diet is somewhat decent enough where we don't rack up the bills by going to the doctors. That will lead me in my fourth point to do your very best to work your finances out, put, put it together. So that's our parents we need to take care of ourselves, at least. Uh, this is just uh, the four bullet points I'm giving us. Your spirituality, your health, your diet, and your finances. Because these things cause, have caused so many divorces. A lot of divorces really stem on finances and, uh, and uh, stem on people not being healthy enough uh, and, and having different philosophies of uh, um, how they address spirituality and all that. So I'm encouraging you. But I have to throw in at least the fifth one. Work on your communication. Husband and wife have an honest and open communication to the very best. So that is important. It's important in building your marriage to have that open and honest communication between the two of you guys. So parents, we need to also understand uh, when possible, we need to, now I'm talking how you're raising your kids now for a sec. Now, we need to allow our kids to work through and deal with crisis. Crisis will happen, by the way. It comes. 
Because a world without crisis, by the way, is the world where it's not, we're not going to grow. Because it is in going through crisis, challenges, trials, and tribulations that we become better on the other side. Mistakes give us, gives us the opportunity to learn. So without mistakes, how are we going to learn? Never going to learn. So help your kids while they're going through mistakes and challenges. Help them figure out and lead them to the water, meaning lead them to the answer. Focus on building. This, I, I don't know how much I can, I, can, I, I want to stress this point. Your relationship with your kid is so important. Get to know them. Know what they want, what they like. Oh, by the way, that's sometimes a mistake that I personally have made. Sometimes I'm too busy. I haven't made some um, connection with my kids. Sometimes I miss those opportunities. But I want to encourage you, those important opportunities are, gr are important. You need to make a point to get to know that you get to know them, to get involved with what your children are doing. Learn about your child's developmental process and how different they are, because it will also affect the way you parent. Some of the parenting styles, you know, uh, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, some of the parenting style can be good in one way and bad on the other. When we think we're doing good um, in this particular area, if we parenting, if we parent this way, and we realize that we are hurting and and offending and and not allowing our kids to learn and grow, and the other one can be something else that causes them to become to get worse in whatever the case might be. So we have to learn who our kids are. And by the way, the way you, you may have a standard in parenting, but more importantly, you need to understand that you need to learn to adjust based upon the kid. Because one kid, you may apply this style on another, the other style. But there's something I want to say. Um, I've always believed in the philosophy of parenting. Every family should have a philosophy in a home, how they do things. And as I was talking to Hannah, she kind of helped. She was kind of the, the heart behind researching and all of that. And she found this terminology, which I love. I want to squeeze it here because I feel like it's so fitting um, in this particular area here. The government, the form of government. A parental government. I mean, uh, who has thought about that? Most of us, when you say government, we're thinking, you know, the United States government, the politicians, what have you. Governing. The kingdom of God is government. Kingdom is a government, by the way, if you didn't know, it's a, it's a government. So we need to look at our families that there's a government happening here. Yes, we may not have president, whatever, but we have roles, we have rules, and guess what? Laws. Every home should have some kind of a law. These are the rules, these are the laws, and they, has, they have nothing to do with the dad or mom. It's just our government. That's how we govern this home. So I want to charge, uh, I want to challenge you to create one. I want to encourage you to start writing one. By the way, if you if you end up having a, a, a good idea of a parental or, or parenting government, please share with us. We would like to hear your side. Encourage independence. Don't just hover a kid. I, I, I have a, 
a dislike when I see parents just on top of their kids all the time. You know, the ego, when they teach, when they decide, okay, my eaglets are getting ready, I need to teach them how to fly. You know what they do? They will get them out of the nest. By the way, this nest is so far up in the air, on, on the highest nest. You think it's an ego nest, if I'm not mistaken. But anyhow, they will pick them up from the nest, fly them, and drop them. This, this eaglet will be flopping like crazy. And the mom will see the moment where they feel like oh, it's becoming unsafe. My, my little eaglet here is not getting it together. They will come and scoop them back up at the highest speed and bring, and bring them back to the nest again. And then they'll take them out again, try it again. So it is in that the eaglets are learning. So there's a sense of independence. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to put you out there. Let me see what you can do. But I'm watching. I'm here. If and when you fail or if and when you struggle, I will be there to pick you up. So there has to be a connection where you're giving your children space and learning to go make mistakes. And then you, if and when you know that they're struggling, be right there. So if you're not involved, you won't know. So give them some independence, some freedom. Those of us in Christ, we have all the independence. We have the freedom to choose Christ or not to choose Christ. Freedom to worship him or not to worship him. Freedom to be with him or not to be, to be with him. Oh, what about this? Freedom to love him or not to love him. So if God is giving us the choice. Why can't we, why can't we give this to our parents? You have a freedom. Let me see what you can do. Because I love you, I'll create consequences. There will be consequences that if and when you mess it up, it doesn't mean I will just let you be and do as you wish, there are boundaries in this thing, but even though I give it the freedom, create a perimeter, okay? Build up a perimeter, and from there, you say you can, op you, can, you can move here, and then you keep opening up that fence a little bit. Eventually, you want your kid to travel the world and be at peace and be free, but you want your kids to know that my parents, they have my back at all times. Tell your children you love them. That's sometimes we do well. I know a lot of parents, they, do, they, they, they say this. I love you. I love you. You're going, you're, going, you're going to bed. I love you. You're going out to school. I love you. And some people, they have this so well. You know, they, you know it's almost like rehearsed. After every phone call, love you, bye. I'm sure you've heard that. Love you, bye. It's so rehearsed so well. So many of us who say, I always tell my kids I love you, but do you show them that you love them? How many times have you shown your kids that you truly love them? No, 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 don't get me wrong. There are things that are your, your, your responsibility. I have responsibilities because I brought these children into this universe. I must take care of them. Provide shelter, provide food. Those are my responsibilities. Clothing, those are my God-given duty to my kids. I must do that. But how many times I am showing my children, my children that I, I love them? How many times I'm really sitting there with them, spending time with them? Uh, if we have to look at it that way, many of us have made so many mistakes and have failed greatly. There's a part of this podcast that challenged me is too busy. Am I giving my kid time? 
the justification, oh, I have to work and provide. Yes, I've said that too many times. But is that true? That's my responsibility. But I have to learn to make the time to spend time with my children, to show them that I love them, not just to say that I love them. It doesn't stop. For me, it doesn't stop. My older son is 16, middle one 12, my daughter 8. I don't care how old they get. I will always, always be there for them. I'm, I'm their dad. Whether I am on this side of eternity or on the other side of eternity, I will always remain their father, period. That's whatever going to change. They know that. They turn, they, they turn 18. My duties and responsibilities are not done. They still, they get married. I'm still their dad, no matter what. I may end up gaining a daughter-in-law, maybe getting a, uh, a son-in-law, but my job is still continue. I'm still the, the father. So I want to encourage you, fathers and mothers, with those of you guys who, who have this mindset, you turn 18 you're on your own. Yes, you may have cut the umbilical cord when they were born, and you, have, you kind of hold them, uh, you know, help them through, and then they, they turn 18, you are not done. I'm going to say this again. You are not done just because, legally speaking, they can vote and do whatever they want. It doesn't mean, morally speaking, they can do whatever they want. Remind your children. Build, build that into your governing laws as a parent. Oh, of course, it's always better to start when they're young, but you can always start today. You know? The paramount to know, to know, you have to do everything out of love, not out of anger. I have this thing that uh, when I'm angry, let's say my kid does something really, really stupid. When I'm angry, angry, I like to walk away before I do something stupid. Because I rather, I, I, I have to process my emotions and I rather address the particular issue with a sense of clarity. There's, uh, you know, we, we, we have different philosophies, but, you know, consequences are, are real. You have to provide consequences. The Bible clearly say, I know there's a lot of people here who will be like, oh, you cannot, uh, you know, how we, we parents, do, 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 can you uh, reprimand your kids uh, with, uh, um, uh, you know, like, uh, like for example, some old-fashioned parenting, like we got, we got, they smack you with a spoon or whatever the case might be. Nowadays, like, no, you can't do that, whatever the case might be. But, 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 but let, 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 let's just pause for a second. The scripture clearly said there are consequences. I'm not saying we cannot abuse. That's why you cannot and should never, ever discipline your kids, whether you, if you're going to use a spoon, whatever the case might be. When you're angry, it will be you getting, taking your anger out of your child and not never accomplish anything. Whatever parenting style you choose, whether you, you want to send them to the room, and whatever it is, do not do it with anger in your heart. Yes, because we do get frustrated. Address your emotions apart, away from your child, and return to address your child with love. They have to feel love. But they have, they have to know you're disappointed. That's true, yes. They, they, they need to feel the sense of disappointment. Yeah. Maybe hurt, yes. They can see that, but not anger. 
And we can all just say, hey, okay, you messed up. That's fine. Okay, okay. I love you too. I love you. No, no, no. They need to know there are consequences. Some, the kids can, can have natural consequences. Just let the natural course happen. And sometimes we have to help. We have to help those consequences. We need to kind of bring them in. And we need to do that. And we have to be able to provide a consequence. So let me speed up here a little bit. Parenting styles. I'll give you some definitions. I don't know where you are. And I will tell you what my preferred style is. It doesn't make it the best style, but it's just what I prefer. I am going to start with parenting style authoritarian. Authoritarian, parent-driven. Very strict rules. My way and it's my only way. Doesn't care about your kids' needs. Oh, daddy, I want this. Nah, I don't care. It's what I say, what goes. Authoritative, okay? Solve problems together. Clear rules and expectations. Open communication. Natural consequences. Permissive. Rarely forces rules. Avoid conflict. It's more child-driven. Uninvolved. Absent. Provide little to no guidance at all. Doesn't really put focus on the children's need. Hmm. Which one of these? Where do you fit? I will tell you where I fit. I have my tendencies, my style is authoritative, but it has a little hint of I have, I normally have the non-negotiable, what I call non-negotiables. These are things I won't tolerate. These are the boundaries I will set. These are the pillows, as I always call the parenting philosophies. These are pillows. These I'm strict upon. We don't negotiate here. We don't change here, but I have things the way I can have a discussion on. So I have this, um, your natural consequences. Yes, I really believe in that. Hey, you, 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 I, always say, I always tell my kids this, you touch the stove, you're going to get burned. There's a natural consequence of that. I'm a firm believer on that. I try to foster open communications, but... Our kids have that. They, they, they are more with my wife. They spend a lot more time with my wife. So they will communicate a lot more with me when I am with them. We, we, we're training with soccer, around the game, or whatever case might be. So they will open somewhat over there. Can I improve there? Of course. Can I? Um, even my life is changing somewhat. My goal is to improve my communication with my children, especially now they're getting older. I want to get more deeper with them, their spirituality, um, intellectuality, health, you know, habits, dreams, goals. So I want to get deeper with them there and see how I can foster and encourage and help them with that. So some folks are very much authoritarian, not authoritative. But these two can look somewhat the same, but they are not the same. And can lean the authoritative can easily lean to permissive. And the authoritative can also easily lean to
to authoritarian. So you have to be very careful. My preferred is authoritative. So find a way to be in that middle. I think if you are if you are a permissive parent, maybe you can bring more in of uh, consequences and uh, bring more of uh, dialogue dialogue with them differently. If you are um, authoritarian, maybe you can turn it down a little bit or to create an open communication. It's not just one way, make it both ways. And try to pay attention that your, your children are human beings. They have their needs. They have things that they're dreaming for. They are, they are dreaming about or things they want to accomplish. Try to involve your children to the best that you can. All right, we're going to parent as a united front. This would be one of the longest um, podcasts. But I want to challenge you because I, felt, I think it's the most important podcast to date for me. And I hope you can take this and share with someone else because we're talking about the most important topic, parenting, and how we can raise our children. And I would not even do justice by giving every tool here. I'm just, I'm just causing you to think a little bit. And hopefully, uh, in our next podcast, we'll give more tools and how we can parent as a united front. And that's the goal for every parent, every household, is to be together in, in, in raising our parents. I agree on discipline. I agree on discipline. Talk about rules and how you can you can discipline your children. That's very important. It shouldn't be one parent does this and and another does something different. Do not, mom, dad, do not talk behind your husband or your wife's back. Be a united front. Disagree, disagree behind closed doors. Agree in in front of your kids. Let me say it again. Disagree behind closed doors. Always agree in front of your kids. Because if your kids can see, which many of us have made these mistakes, that my mom is more leaning this way, my dad, so they will play that game and play those cards every time. Create rules that are very clear. Don't confuse your kids. That's why we're talking about having a parental government. Everybody knows this is what we do, how we do it in this house, period. So it's very clear. It has nothing to do with emotions, everything to do with rules and regulations because you got to have that to, to, to function. A home is a kingdom. It's a government. Build structure. Be consistent. Be consistent. To a point, be predictable. My kids, they, I'm, I'm, I'm very predictable. I'll be, quite, I'll be quite frank. They know this, dad will react this way. This, that will react the other way. So I'm very predictable when it comes to that. Follow through. You say you're going to do, no matter what, do to the best that you can. Children need to know what is wrong and what is right. Goes back to parental government. Create some rules. Create a routine. So the best that you can. We have kids in sports and music and all that. So, but create a routine. At home, they need to have, they get up in the morning. What they do, make up the bed, clean up the room. And uh, they come home from school. What, what time is homework? They do homework, finish homework. They go to school, they go to the athletic staff. They finish, they come back home. Chores, they need to have chores. Kids need to learn. And don't pay them, by the way. I know this. Uh, I don't pay my kids to wash the dishes. That's what you're supposed to do. We're contributing all together here. 
They need to have morals and values that you hold dear into your life. Put them on the forefront. I have to remind the children to make sure that we as a parent, we, we are respecting them and that, re that respect will be giving back. Now, train a child in the way that he should go even, uh, uh, even when he should grow old, he will not depart from it. I love the word train because train meaning I will show you how it's done. Training is not I will tell you how to do it. Train is I will show you how it's done. So parents, it's your job to train your children to be good moms and dad one day. Moral citizens one day. So you have to encourage your children to that by the way you're living your life. All children shall be taught by the Lord, and greater shall be the peace of your children. You present them to God. Now we have parents who don't want, who are giving the kids an option. Do you want to go to church? Yes or no? There's no choosing in my home. At least for me, raised Christian, I'm raising my, my home is a Christian home. I know you may hear this differently, but my home is a Christian home, so we go to church every Sunday. That's what we do. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to encourage you to always chase after your kid, be connected, be involved, love them. You are the first image of God that they will see. So be the God, the image of God to them to the best that we can. God bless you guys. And I'm so glad you're able to tune into this podcast. Until next time, God bless.